Welcome to the WP SEO Show, brought to you by SEO Hive, your proactive white label SEO partner. The WP SEO Show is all about talking WordPress and SEO from optimizations, structures, setups, and plugins. We explore how to make your WordPress website perform better in the search engines. Here are your hosts, Pete Everett and Jeff Patch. Hello and welcome to this episode of the WPSEO Show. I am Pete Everett and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Mr. Jeff Patch. Hello, thanks for having me. Wait, I'm not a guest, I'm co-host. You're not a guest, you're a co-host. <laughs> it's not thanks for having you, it's I've got to put up with you. Uh, thanks for putting up with me. <laughs> All right, now this version of the intro, this is staying in the show. <laughs> it's staying in. It's staying in. We we might have had to hit stop and re-record already, and then on this second try, um, I poor Pete was really trying to make sure he was uh, he had his train of thought going, and and I was so close to like making faces and trying to throw you off, and then I remembered that we record the video too, and that might come back to bite me. So. <laughs> So in this episode, we are talking all about our WordPress stack for SEO for 2023. Um, now, I suppose we should start by saying because we run SEO Hive, we do come into contact with a lot of WordPress websites and a lot of I mean, people, a couple. Yeah, just a few. And <laughs> a lot of people, uh, uh, well, a, a lot of different approaches to setting up WordPress websites, but there's a few a few things, a few core plugins, and a few bits of software that we use that we use on every website, and they're really the things that we're going to be talking about today. So the first is we always use SEO Press Pro, um, and that is well, I, I, I've imposed this. This is my SEO plugin of choice um, because it works and it's not full of ads. And there's an interesting story here because I was once on a show where I was kind of slating um, <laughs> slating Yoast a little bit and the co-host knew somebody that worked at Yoast and like 20 minutes later, somebody from Yoast appeared on the call and I had to kind of defend what, I, what I'd been saying, <laughs> um, which, was, <laughs> which was always fun. But uh, yeah, I, I like SEO Press Pro. I'm, uh, let's just call it SEO Press. There is a pro and a non-pro version. I like SEO Press because it works, because it follows the logic of WordPress very well. So it, it has that, when you've installed it, it kind of feels like it's part of WordPress and it always should have been there. And because of the speed at which it's the changes then appear in the search engines. And that's really kind of the, uh, the, the point. The reason I like the pro side of it is because with that, it gives you a, a huge suite of, tools, whether you're, whether you need to produce, um, you know, dedicated schema for stuff, whether you want to submit the website to Google news, whether you want to, you know, manage all the local settings and stuff in there. There's a whole load of stuff. That's just a pro feature that works, but the real kind of, um, uh, icing on the cake with it is it's instant indexing. Now with Bing, that's dead easy. I mean, who cares about ranking in Bing? But it's dead easy to set up <laughs> that for Bing because you can go and request your your code from within SEO Press. Um, for Google, it's a little more um, sort of you've got to go and set up a user with an API key and then import that into Search Console. But uh, you've only got to do it once. And actually, when it's set up, I mean, you know, I've had 
new pages appear in SERPs in less than an hour with that thing set up. Um, even quicker if it's submitted to Google News, but yeah, for, for a standard page. So for me, that's kind of my go-to. And as yet, I haven't found another competitor that that can cope with stuff as well as that can. So I, I generally agree with you on basically all of those points. Um, the it, it, I, I wanted to point out the kind of defend SEO press because I don't want to make it sound like it's their fault, but connecting with the Google instant indexing, all the API stuff, that stuff is just hard. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> getting the API key, like a maps API key from Google is probably one of the most difficult things I've done in my entire professional career. <laughs> it's like, and you're just requesting a bunch of like digits. Like it's, it shouldn't be hard, but it is so challenging. So that's the biggest part of it. Just getting the darn keys. That has nothing to do with SEO press. Um, and I was, <laughs> I wanted to like multiple times kind of jump in there because when you're listing all the features of SEO press, I have to be honest, I can't remember which ones are pro and which ones just come in the free version because the free version is so feature packed. Like the, the free version is more than probably 99% of websites out there need. Um, and then you throw the pro on top of it and you've covered all of your bases. You're not going to need any other little, you know, silly plugins to do to just to add like the Google um, analytics code or mm. uh, redirections or things like that. Like these are all, basic features that you need not to run on a website in a lot of cases and other tools, you know, make you pay uh, tons. But I mean, some of these are paid for, but SEO press is still, I, I, it's like I have 50, it's less than a hundred dollars a year. I think it's, it's really cheap. It's not a big cost. Yeah. I've just looked it up. So it's, it's 49 bucks a year for unlimited websites. And it's, uh, that, but they also have a thing called SEO press insights, which is like an, an off page, um, insights plugin which helps with things like keywords and with sourcing links and with that kind of thing. Now, I'll be perfectly honest, we have our own processes for that. We have our own tools for that. So I don't use the insights side of it. This is just the SEO Press Pro plugin. And yeah, that's $49 a month for unlimited sites. So it's hardly a bank breaker. No, yeah. And you're right. There's tons of features in there that, I mean, we just don't use or don't need to use, or it might only come up in a specific, you know, client situation. Um, I will, I do want to say, I'm feeling like we're like just advertising the heck out of SEO press. This isn't an ad for them. Um, it's just a great product. It's really affordable, but on the flip side, it doesn't matter. I like, I kind of want to stress to people, like, don't go, if you've got something in place, if you've got rank math or you've got Yoast premium or something and it's doing the job, switching to another one isn't necessarily going to give you benefits it just no they all basically do the same thing you know they they try to do they try to accomplish the same things as far as you know delivering your content to google and all the other features they all more or less do the same thing it's a matter of which features come in an affordable product which ones work well the interface you pointed out it feels like it's wordpress that's such a huge thing for me like a tool yeah. when the tool just wipes the 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 UI and says, "Oh, we're going to do our own user interface." Why? Why are you reinventing the wheel? Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Like, just work in WordPress how it's meant to be. <laughs> Absolutely, that is that is a hundred percent. There's two things. Two things I want to say about that. The first is the plugin you didn't mention, but that I kind of felt a little let down by was Slim SEO. I really wanted to like Slim SEO. 
Um, particularly for some, I, I realized it wasn't as feature rich as SEO press, but actually, you know what? SEO press is so feature rich that, you know, if, if you're, if you do have a small website, maybe it's for a local tradie or something like that, you know, you, you're talking like six, eight pages. You, you just need to make sure the functionality is there. I really wanted to like it, but then there was core stuff missing. Like you can't edit the robots.txt file in slim seo so i reached out to them and said look i think you're missing a trick with this this is all of your competitors yeah or you know list them yoast does it seo press does it rank math does it they all allow you to edit the ht access and um uh robots.txt file and slim seo's response to me was oh yeah here's a help doc on our thing uh, on our website uh, and the solution is to go and inject some code in your functions.php file and do it that way i'm like that's not, you know, really, really, can't you do better than that? You, you've managed to co- code an entire plugin. Surely you can add a feature to it. So that hacked me off. That was the first thing. And the second thing, you're dead right. Uh, and uh, yeah, I want to pick up on the fact that you said, if you've got something else in place that you like, that you're happy with the results of, and, um, you know, by all means, don't take this as an advertorial for them and we're not bashing anything else, but this is our SEO stack for WordPress. So we're allowed to have our pick. Um, but if you yeah, like you're don't gonna need, have, You're going to need something. <laughs> so. th- that's exactly the point. So if, if you don't have something in place, p- start here. This, this is our recommendation for it. And it almost begs the question of, you know, you need to make sure you have something. Why hasn't WordPress kind of b- baked this in? You know, now having these fields these these uh, at the end of the day they're just like meta boxes really aren't they that are tagged to function in a particular way but they're such a core part of any wordpress website that goes out there um i i don't really know why they're not baked into the core but maybe that's not wordpress's job anyway i don't know no you actually raise a good point i think maybe it should the show might be might take a little bit of a segue here but i think it probably should because i mean i'm thinking back now to just a I want to say a handful, but maybe two handfuls of years ago, um, you know, when we're coding themes from scratch or we would, we would do a lot of Genesis child themes, very, very custom Genesis child themes. Um, and actually I might be misremembering some things a little bit, but you can bear with me because <laughs> I remember Genesis had a lot of the SEO stuff baked in. Maybe it was uh, uh, one that we worked with predated that. But it, anyway, my point is we programmed, um, the theme to deliver that meta, you know, use the yeah. site, the page title as a meta description. So basically we did the, what nine, you know, the plugin does like 90% of it. And, you know, we had that plugged into the theme and I, I can't believe I haven't even thought about this until you brought it up, but that's easy enough. And it should probably be WordPress core at this point. Like maybe not every one of these SEO features, but at least like the meta description and the title, I guess, I guess it, kind of works automatically like that but it's not guaranteed so no absolutely no it's it it would be it would be good to see it baked in so here we are the first ever real show of the wpseo show and we're already making calls to the wordpress core team you know go and please put these things in mr automatic go do them because they should be there already anyway well uh, i actually really like somebody to tell me why that's not a thing now because maybe maybe there's a really valid reason why it's not I, if you're listening please email us or tell because i would love to know please educate me on yeah. that i do want to say i know we've kind of probably talked this this particular uh, issue to death at this point already but um 
the probably the go-to right is Yoast. You, you mentioned Yoast, and you were you know being so rude with them in a uh, in another setting, but um, great tool. But it's the least feature-rich one. So it yeah. is, you know, at this stage, installing it, I think, is is detrimental because it just offers you nothing beyond the absolute minimum. It's fine. It works. But when you compare even, I mean, um, when you compare it to any of the other free ones, all the other free ones, whether it's SEO Press or Rank Math, includes so much more and allow you to do so much more right off the get-go. And then, you know, okay, fine. Maybe you want to stick with Yoast and pay. It's like $200 per like module or something like that. Last time I yep. looked at it, like, it's so expensive, <laughs> so expensive. So it, that's, you know, I'm sure it performs just as well, but that's why I, you know, personally like, boom, moving on to something else. Yeah. Give me more absolutely. for my money in this day and age. Absolutely. Does, does Yo still put an ad at the top of the, at the top of the editor? That was the other thing that hacked me off. It's like, you know, you're more bothered about your advertising than you are about your, your functionality. Anyway, yeah, it's like so, part of the the wizard. There's all kinds of big pictures and links out. Which, and to be fair, if you're giving me a free plugin, maybe that's your right. But you're right. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. I don't want it there. I don't want clients yeah. to see it. You know. I mean, so, yeah, whatever. Fully, fully with you there. So the next, the next thing that's a real key part to our SEO stack is a caching plugin, and well, our favored one is WP Rocket. But I'll be honest. I use it because you told me it was a good idea too. So I might <laughs> let you take the lead on this one. <laughs> well, that, that's fine, but I'm going to put you in the hot seat though. I'm gonna put oh, you wow. In the hot okay. Seat. I know for a fact, internal knowledge that a lot of your clients use um, Nitro Pack. And so now I just would like to ask you why. Uh, well, I, mm, a few of my clients use Nitro Pack. Uh, and I, oh, I've been dissuading them from that. Is the whole Nitro Pack cheating PageSpeed Insights thing still a thing? Okay, so I was going to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Here, okay, here's the thing. If, if anyone is like, what are they talking about? So, arguably, WP Rocket's probably the most popular performance plugin in the WordPress space. I don't, I don't know the stats. There might be one that's a little bit more popular, has more downloads, in, but WP Rocket's been for a long time. Pretty sure it's mm. safe to say it's the king, um, which isn't necessarily always a good thing to be. Um, and <laughs> with any performance plugin or caching, or I'm, I'm coming at this from like a developer's point of view, it's so easy to throw all these enhancements on and just completely destroy your site. Like, you know, when you start DQing JavaScript, uh, okay, but should be a good idea. But if your theme relies on it, there's a problem there and you've got to, you know, resolve that properly. And if you don't, well, when users go to the website, you know, your slider doesn't work or your forms aren't, don't submit, things like that. So many multi- uh, <laughs> multiple way more than multiple what's the multiple of multiple feet well, the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. multitude M multitude <laughs> the, the 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 one that's really funny is when the jquery doesn't load so the uh the the loading animation you could you know the, the website's loaded in the background but the loading graphic that's on the top can't disappear because there's no javascript to get rid of it <laughs> well that's funny okay you know here we go adhd segue here but um 
I've seen this a few times semi recently too, and it's a, a few. Um, we do it with. If you don't know, other business has a lot of white label clients, and and so we've we've got a couple sites that these teams have built, and they use like a preloading animation because there's so many you know graphics and fancy stuff happening on the homepage, and that's a whole other discussion. That's not necessarily a bad thing in these examples. It's just their homepage, um, and you know the preloading graphic it does make sense from like a kind of user experience standpoint in these examples. But then we threw WP Rocket at it, and one of the developers went and just checked every single box. He's like, well, let's get every option possible. You know, everything's going to help. <laughs> and the the big one is, well, actually the big one, but the um, delayed JavaScript execution. Good concept. Well, how does, it do, how does it know when to stop delaying when you interact with the page? Well, what people were doing, so so when you move your mouse, you know, on your computer, you're, you've probably got your mouse in your hand, you move the cursor, the web page is smart enough, it says, oh, okay, we're going to load the rest of those files. Well, on mobile, with a little preloading animation, what happens is you hit enter, you load the website, and then you just stare, and you just stare, and you see this thing just spinning, just spinning. And they were like, you know, hey, our website's taking like 25 minutes to load. <laughs> Say like, no, it'll take one second. You just have to interact, and obviously, that's a poor user experience. We, we learned very quickly. Don't oh, yeah. you know what I mean? We're not going to delay the JavaScript when you've got a preloading animation. But um, I have no idea how we went on. How I went on such a segue and rant there when we're trying to talk about WP Rocket. So, but no, no. Well, I mean, so the 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 plugin I used to use more than WP Rocket before we started SEO Hype, was Breeze by Cloudways. But that was because all my stuff's hosted on Cloudways, and the Breeze plugin also cleared the Varnish cache on the Cloudways server, which other plugins claimed to do, but it wasn't ever quite as reliable. And Breeze did a good enough job, so that was that was what was there. Um, but, uh, I mean, Cloudways have now, they're now quite complicated with their caching. Uh, and this, this is this podcast isn't really about cloudways, I suppose, but they 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 can be quite complicated with their caching. They still have varnish on the ser- server side, but they now have the uh, object cache, which is uh, you know uh, held browser side, I believe, and then they then you can have your caching within your plugin. So it even and and breeze doesn't clear them all. So uh, yeah, uh, hence I wasn't sort of too tied to it, but that was why I kind of used it in the in the past because it, it came with my, from my host um but a funny thing about wp rocket just to sort of close this one out so we have a client site which the client hosts they have a an it company here in the uk that they uh, that they host it with and it's hosted on a cpanel instance somewhere I, I don't know what it's what it's on but yeah it's managed by cpanel and we had wp rocket in uh in there and we had an issue <laughs> with the site whereby um so these are a retainer client of ours every week we'd run a new health check on their site and we had this issue whereby every week there was two or three different pages were uh coming up in our audit report for slow speed and they you know so the first few weeks yeah okay we go and we go and look at the pages we'd fix something on them we'd maybe i don't know optimize the images or whatever and uh and move on but this was happening like every week just a different random two or three pages so we finally got in touch with the server people uh, with the server company and said look this is happening can you look are we hitting limits somewhere what what's going on this now starts to feel like it's something that's your side of things rather than the, the code or, or website of stuff and uh 
And their solution was to come back and say, oh, well, you're not using light speed cache, which is what comes with um, with cPanel. So, right, okay, I, can, we, can we change it over? So I, I agreed, but before I agreed, I went and took some speed tests of about half a dozen pages of the site still with WP Rocket on. And then sent the email, yep, feel free, go and deactivate WP Rocket, stick Lightspeed cache on and, and see what it does. They were so much slower. So like 20 minutes after that, I'm emailing them back saying, switch Lightspeed cache off, we're going back to WP Rocket. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, you're not performing. So, <laughs> so there you go. That, I mean, real world yeah. case, it just, just kind of works. Well, that, that's what's important. What works in the real world? And we're in a similar, you know, uh, situation as with the SEO press and the other SEO plugins is that these performance plugins more or less do the same thing. Just how well do they do it? How, yeah. you know, uh, what are the fallback plans? Um, <clears throat> I've used WP Rocket for years, four or five years, probably, and, and you know, pay, happily paid for it. They've they've had some updates that things have broken you know <clears throat> these plugins try to optimize all themes any theme there's what hundreds of thousands of themes out there that are all coded by who knows who i mean uh it's very difficult to kind of make something that works for everything but i'll be darned it works pretty darn well 99 percent of the time yeah. um I haven't with the uh, what was it um, nitro nitro pack that we were talking about earlier. If uh, if you if, if anyone isn't aware, we were talking about the controversy when they first came out. They kind of used some trickery to um, mm. to to fool. I don't know. I don't want to accuse them of using trickery or fooling the test, but that's my understanding of the situation. Um, and you know, they used some creative ways to kind of make those tests go ooh hundred or ninety nine, and it yep. wasn't really a real world you know applicable. Um, I'll be honest, from that point on, I just have, I've just turned my, my mind off to it. It's just, I'm just not interested in it kind of because of that. And um, the handful of times that it's come across my desk, you know, hey, we have a problem. Can you analyze it? And it's, you know, Nitro Pack's at the core of it, which has happened with other ones. I'm not saying Nitro Pack is at fault. It's just it's another one of those ones that there's so many options. People can get trigger happy and just click everything in there and cause all kinds of mayhem. So, yeah, it can be fun times. <laughs> And there was a time Breeze worked just fine for us, too, and it had some problems, so we just we went back to WP Rocket. I mean, when you're running a business, you go with what works. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, talking about what works, we're now going to talk about image compression. Now, we have a few takes on this. So, I mean, from a plugin point of view, um, I use EWWW, or U, I believe it's called, but I might be wrong. Um we also use or have used short pixel. In all honesty, we, we use short pixel for a long time. And if a site has short pixel on it, we we haven't changed it off. Um, we you know we still have some credits there, monthly credits, and they work fine. But for new sites, we use you, and uh, I feel weird saying that every time. Um, largely yeah, because I don't know what it's called. I, I have a hard time <laughs> believing that they named their their product ew. But ew. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Ew. At least um, it's memorable. <laughs> But yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe it's like EWWW, but I, I don't know. Um, but the, the reason I like it is because of the, the the ease at which it deploys CDNs. And I mean, I'm on, like I was saying to you before the call, Jeff, I'm on a, I'm not on the unlimited plan. I'm on the next one down. 
And I did get like a 15% for life off voucher, but it was still only $25. So like it's taken it down to like 21, 25, I think I pay each month. Um, and it does, I'm going to say a couple of hundred thousand images a month, which for the clients that we run it for is more than enough to share amongst them. And even if I wanted to go up to the unlimited plan, I still think it's only like $40 a month anyway. So it's, it's still, you know, it's massive value for money and we have the CDN rollout. But I know you have some thoughts about <laughs> whether CDNs are worth it. And listeners, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen at home, welcome to one of the debates that we have on our weekly SEO Hive team calls. <laughs> Which is really the whole reason we decided to start a podcast. We're like, you know, we keep having these discussions and I don't want to say arguments, but you know, I mean, heated, heated discussions, uh, passionate discussions, maybe. Uh, <laughs> but really, we need to, re- we just need to record these and turn them into a podcast because uh, we're so entertaining and so knowledgeable and so, you know, what, no, I'm just kidding. Well, um, well we okay. think we're entertaining. The the how well this goes is going to determine whether we're actually entertaining. <laughs> well, the analytics <laughs> shall tell the truth. Um, okay, so CDNs are great. I've got no problem with them. I think they're fantastic. I think uh, big global websites need them. I think small local businesses do not. Uh, And I say that based on a few dozen experiences. Okay. I admit this isn't like, you know, I haven't done massive, massive tests and, you know, analytics of all this stuff, but here's, here's the real world experience that we've had. And on our, most of our uh, website maintenance and care clients are, are white label. So we have kind of a, you know, set scope of what we can do and what we do do. And of course, what we are willing to invest in, you know, a, a low budget site or, you know, I mean, so one that we don't charge a ton for. But then we have a lot of direct agency clients too, or direct clients, rather small business clients that, you know, pay a, a full care plan price. And with them, we always try to give way more value. Well, with everybody, we like to give them more value than they really pay for. But, you know, specifically with them, we've got the budget to do it, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, they're paying two, $300 every month. So spending $10 a month on a CDN for them is is easily something that we can, you know, put in the budget. And I want to say, well, I tested out a few. I remember Bunny CDN was one that was highly recommended. It was really affordable. Key CDN was another one that was highly recommended and was pretty affordable. And I, you know, we bought like a hundred gigs of data, and that hundred gigs of data lasted like two years, which was awesome. Like it was, <laughs> it was for for what it was serving. Like it was, it's so much data. You know, like I mean, some of those websites can eat that up really quickly, but we had a dozen client websites on it. But when we were doing the performance testing, um, we noticed and. The, I should also add that all these servers are, they're just small, like two gigabyte DigitalOcean or Vulture servers, but they are in the local area for those businesses. So if the business is, you know, if their business is in Seattle and that's where their customers, we host them in a, you know, Seattle data center or one that's as close to Seattle as possible. Same thing with our customers in Los Angeles and New York and so on, so on. And we just saw faster results from those areas when they just serve the files from their local server. When they were using the CDN, it was slower. Uh, time in and time out, you know. When you do it from a global, if you know if somebody from across the w- world is trying to connect to that website, yes, it helps big time. But when all your customers are local, I just don't see the point anymore. And I, you know, I think you raise a key point because this is something that people don't think about 
anymore because we because of the type of world we live in the way the internet works now it, you know we don't think about the location of where stuff is stored and it, it's uh, maybe it's some because i have a good portion of my clients that are in the us um i can tell an instant lag uh, from my side of things when we're working on sites that are for us clients because we will host them in the us because it is better experience for the client and for their you know for the clients clients um but yeah we do, we don't often think about it anymore but if if you are working on a site which is as you say in seattle or a place where you know where there's a data center nearby and you can host that website there and the client themselves is only really looking at local search is only really serving images to you know content to people in that locality then yeah, a global CDN is probably overkill. And as you say, problem with problem with activating a global CDN on your website is you are removing the control over where those images are served from, and you are banking on the fact that the CDN will have a server closer to the the the, the user than your than where the website's hosted. That's what you're banking on. But actually, if all of the customers to that client are bang near the the key server anyway, you may as well just let it do its job and get on. You're adding more complexity than is than is necessary. So I fully take the point. And actually, it's probably something that maybe the if anybody's listening to this 28 minutes in that we're uh, you know that. I, I'm guessing most people don't actually think about the location of their servers. Or they might just think, hey, it's in the right country, which in England you'd get away with. In the US, it's a little bit of a different picture. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. we have, in the US here, we've got big data centers for the some of the big you know providers in like Chicago, um, Dallas. Those are, you know, because those are relatively central. But I'll be darned if, you know, I have done the tests from one that's, you know, local to San Francisco or Seattle versus Dallas. And I mean, we're really splitting hairs, you know, at this stage, like we're really going, ah, there's 0.01 second improvement and four out of five times when we test it. I mean, you know, it really kind of split hairs, but it does like these are measurable things. Yeah. So the the final the final part and now now I'll be honest with you this is maybe more part of my stack than than Jeff's stack and it's not necessarily something at SEO hive that we would install on every website uh, we should say at SEO hive we make sure that every website has uh, and some kind of SEO plugin and if they don't we put SEO press pro on there uh, we always make sure they have a caching plugin and if they don't we make sure it's WP rocket and um, uh, image optimization is a little more hit and miss we do that on the basis of some tests for my personal retainer clients through my agency, we also use a, an internal linking um, platform. Now, that's normally one of two things. We either use a system called InLinks, which is a, an external offsite thing that uses uh, JavaScript in order to build internal links, or we use a plugin called Internal Link Juicer. And what Internal Link Juicer does is when you create a piece of content, it allows you to declare the keywords that you want li internal links to that piece of content to use. And then as users are using your site and content is loading, it then goes and injects those links, uh, internal links, in other content on your website back to that piece of content where you've declared the keywords. 
So it's basically an internal linking plugin. But it, you, there are parameters you can set, you know, uh, pages you want excluding um, from, from links. So like homepage, for example, we'd, we'd exclude that. And you can also set things like link density. So if you are, um, it, you know, you, you, let's say you don't want links within 300 characters of each other, for example. So it, it will exclude uh, certain pockets of text and it will I also let it doesn't you... work i thought you could link like every other word to something and you get all the <laughs> yeah yeah back in uh back in 2004 you could uh you can't anymore if you're old <laughs> enough folks you remember those days <laughs> so yeah and can you remember the footers at the bottom that had all the locations with duplicate pages and the only text that was changed was the friggin town name yeah you can't do that anymore either <laughs> Uh, Bob's so, Plumbing, Los Angeles. Bob's Plumbing, New York. <laughs> Bob's Plumbing, heck. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then you used to color them the same color as the footer, so they're all very close, so that they, they weren't very obvious when, when they were down at the bottom of the page, and make the font really, really small. Yeah, you can't I used do that, to I even think. see people do that on, I don't know if Craigslist is big, is big in the UK, but they craigslist ads they would do that and they would change it they would use html codes and they would make it all white a white on white text and you know if you're looking for a, a you know a dodge car it would you know dodge toyota honda so then they just ruin all the searches when you're <laughs> yeah yeah i know exactly what you mean so so yes yeah, so, um the final thing you can do with link juicer is you can split terms as well so um you know if you if you have a keyword that maybe might have different color variants in it uh, then you can have like a, a start keyword, then a then a variable, then a then a an end, an end word as to make up a term. So it, it is quite cool. Um, it does work quite well. It, it's uh, and for something that works on site rather than having to employ, and it's free. So rather than having to employ a, an external service to come in and worry about load times and, and all that kind of thing, it's it's pretty good. So that's um, I think that's I think that's really really it from a, a plugins point of view. <laughs> Hi everyone, sorry to interrupt the recording so abruptly, but as Jeff and I were talking, we realised that the episode had gone on for quite a long time, but we'd covered a lot of really good stuff, so we didn't want to edit any of it out. So rather than doing that, we decided to split the show into two episodes. So thanks for listening to the first half, and please tune in next week where we will continue our exploration and our explanations about our WordPress SEO stack. We'll see you then. The WP SEO Show is brought to you by SEO Hive, your agency's proactive white label SEO partner. We understand that finding a reliable SEO supplier is key to ensuring you build stable monthly recurring revenue into your digital agency. At SEO Hive, we have a suite of products that will help you sell, scale, and deliver your monthly SEO retainers, from our scout reports and one off technical boosters, to our flagship local SEO and honeypot plans all of which have clear pricing and monthly deliverables. If you want to explore how SEO Hive can help your agency deliver high-quality and reliable SEO agreements for your clients, you can find more information at seohive.co and schedule a call to discuss the next steps.